Hey everyone, producer Lem here. As you're listening to this episode, especially in the later bits, you might hear a bit of crackling here and there. It's not your earphones. Really sorry, I didn't hear it while we were recording. Uh, but otherwise, most of it is quite intact. And it's Abby's mum for the very first time on the podcast. Enjoy. A listener production. This podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Hello, everybody. Today we have a nightmare fuel and my mother is in town. Hello, Laura. Hello, darling. I don't know why you're calling me Laura. Well, yeah. That what sounds do we call weird. You? Do we I say think... Ms. Chatfield or do you no, want Laura? No, everyone or... call no, her you mummy. can call me Laura. She's oh. got to call me mummy. No, okay. I think everyone has to call her mummy. So <laughs> ask her the question. Go, mummy, excuse me. That would be weird. That's starting to get weird. <laughs> well, you did um, start it beforehand. You said to me, oh, Oscar, your voice sounds dreamy and creamy. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. But Thank you, mummy. That sounds oh that sounds a bit weird. It's a bit it's a bit it's a bit weirdos. <laughs> that is a bit weirdos. Um, so mum okay, over my lifespan, mum has had a lot of great dinner party stories and a lot well, most of them would be nightmare fuel because nothing interesting is about like there's no good stories about something good happening. You know what I mean? No, it's no one goes, oh, be... I had the most delicious pork roast last week. It's boring <laughs> as fuck. It's got to be unusual. Yes, and you <laughs> have lived an unusual life. I have, including having me as your daughter. Yes, that was unusual. <laughs> it's continuing to be unusual. Lippy on your teeth. Oh. Okay. so cute, you guys. There you go. Thank you. So um, just in case we use this video and you go, why didn't you rub my bloody lippy off my teeth? I know. I would have been cross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so mama's mum, the most unusual, um, we should just call them unusual stories. <laughs> the most unusual um, time of your life I do think is when you were in Cairns because most of mum's stories that are about awful things happening were when you were teaching up in FNQ, Far North Queensland. Mm. Correct? Mm. Uh, yes, it yes. was. I thought you were swearing at that stage. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit shocked. <laughs> F and Q. F and Q. Because you were a teacher up there and yes. there were a lot of weirdo things happening up there, including the wildlife. Oh, yes. And in particular, something that is a common theme is cockroach stories. Yes. It, cockroach stories. I actually saw one that was on, I watched, it reminded me, I watched that Alone program. Oh, oh yes, that. which we love. Yeah. And which one basically was in FNQ. I, felt so, I related to this man. I actually started <laughs> shaking my head at the same time, remembering it. He was trying to get, he was in the middle well, of Alaska. Well, tell the story first. Tell the story first because I was going to spoil the ending, Mum. Oh. So basically Mum has, Mum is related not related. Mum can relate to people on alone. That is how awful it was in Cairns in the 90s and <laughs> I, 80s. I think good I know what story segue, you mean. Abby. Yeah, good hook. Yes. That's it. Like, Laura was basically on alone. Yes, yes. but I wasn't alone. <laughs> but you weren't alone. You no, had... I was just crying in Cairns Base Hospital. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 1am. 1, 1 Tell the story, full details from beginning and I, go. I, we moved to Cairns from the beautiful Gold Coast where everything was relatively normal. <laughs> Um, <laughs> near the beach, nothing really big flew in windows and um, went up to Cairns, didn't have a clue about what suburb or anything anything was, went to Cairns and was in this house and they'd redeveloped 
are sugarcane farms. Mm -hmm. So things were coming out and still bulldozing them all down. Mm. So things were flying out into the house we were renting when we first got up there that were like insects from the Jurassic Age. (laughs) They, They had wings. They had wings that hardly could fit through the window. A metre wingspan. They were. They were like, I'd never seen things like it. And you'd be cooking and there were no screens in camp. And and you'd be cooking and they'd be plopping in the spaghetti bolognese. Oh, Oh, they were huge. And then ramming into your head. They'd bump and you'd feel them when they bumped in. Mm -hmm. I was awful. Anyway, at night, one night, I was there, never have had this happen, never thought about it before this. One night I went to sleep in the humidity Mm-hmm. The gorgeous and FNQ. Yeah, there was no air conditioning. It was just a fan that clonked and insects round that you beat your head, you know, over wow. as you slept. Just for reference, Mum is just so cheating right now. She's looking into the distance blankly going, it was awful. <laughs> I remembered it. It was horrific. <laughs> Flashbacks. And suddenly I woke up. I'd finally gone to sleep and I woke up and there was something in my head. Oh, no. What and do you mean in your head, Laura? Well... Like something moving, it was more than I can explain. I still can't explain it. The guy on alone couldn't explain it either. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's in your brain. It's in really deep. Okay. And it's like a thing moving and roll, somersaulting inside the, right near your brain because it's gone in really deep. You don't okay. know at the time. You knew something's in there and I'm thinking to myself, okay, it was about 12 o'clock at night. Okay, whatever it is. It's going to come out if you just tilt your head. Yep. Silly, naive, moi. (laughs) (laughs) It liked it in there. Yeah. Right? It was in my And I think it was very dark and it was disoriented too. It's like me how I cooked for a while inside your tummy. Yes. You want to be near mum. Yeah, you, you, I was 10 months pregnant with you. Yeah, no, You liked it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, unusual. Yeah, unusual experience. Yes. Um, so I thought, oh, my God, and we just got to Cairns. I didn't even know where the hospital was, and Cairns Base Hospital was the only one, right? Mm-hmm. So go into emergency, went down, because I honestly I was running around the house. By that stage, I'm silently sobbing. It wouldn't come out. Mm-hmm. And painful. I, um, Not yet. Crazy. Uh, no, it wasn't painful. It was just driving you insane. It was moving and it was filling up your whole ear canal. Oh like it God. wasn't little, like not like an ant. Oh. It was something bigger. And I'm imagining the things with wings. Yes. But I didn't know. Mm. I didn't know what it was because I'd never happened to had it happen before. Mm. You don't think this even happened. Did you hear it going around or yes, was it just feel and, it? And, and it is right near your brain. <sighs> like oh right near. It's gosh. like, that's what sends you insane. It's like, it's on one side of your head is like, uh, re- it's really, really but not weird. Sore sense. Yet. No, no. Just it, so just, I get just, down. And in those days, I'll ask another question. Oh, sorry, is is anyone around at the time, or is it just yourself? I was married. Okay. Yep. So yeah. So he you, was there. Abby's father was there. Yeah. And we were. Uh, so he took. He said, "Quick, we better go to Cairns Base Hospital." Didn't know what to do. Yeah. And went down to Cairns, but that's all we knew that it was down there. We went in the first emergency thing, and went through. And I sat in. Cairns Base Hospital waiting area, mm-hmm. and it was in the days where they didn't have television all night. Remember those? You wouldn't remember. You were no. all too young. I in, wasn't born yet. Famously, in, no, I wasn't born yet. Yes. You didn't have me in yet. In those days, television finished by about uh, the only thing on after 12 o'clock at night uh, was it was either the ABC nothing sound mm. or it was Rage. Rage oh. went through. So I can remember sitting there sobbing in Cairns Base 
emergency room in these rows of plastic chairs staring at the screen on the wall, just silent sobbing. And this poor doctor must, and I sat there for ages, and then suddenly it was a Saturday night. And so all the nightclub drunks came to the hospital (laughs) because they were clobbering themselves. It was terrible. (laughs) And they were all in the emergency room with me, but they were really loud, still fighting while they had blood on their faces. So the poor, this beautiful doctor... (laughs) There are all these, there, in those days, there were all these doctors from overseas that were travelling through Cairns and they mm. used to be, there were a lot of overseas doctors, like back, back of doctors almost, and there there was this lovely doctor that said, I think you might need to be in another room. <laughs> and I said, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, I went, and I went in, it was dripping. I didn't know what was in my head. I just didn't want it to move anymore. And so he looked at it, shone the light on it and said, I think you've got an insect in your ear. Shone the light on it, wouldn't come out. It was very comfortable and very large. And then he did the thing with the, they tried. The boiling water or It wasn't boiling, it was just water. And then it didn't come out even then. He said, oh, and then what happened was it because it got upset by the water. Oh, no, no, no. It bit the inside of my ear. And so blood was coming out because it was biting all the inside. And I was, and it was really up. Blood dripping out of your ear. Yes, it was dripping out the side, out of the, in the water, like because it'd been biting in there and doing flips. It didn't like the water. No. It must have been trying to get air. (laughs) (laughs) Would have been a nightmare for it. Yes, poor little little thing. Anyway, so then he said. Poor little thing. And he says, it's not coming out. It's much, in, it's really enjoying it in Wait, there. Lem just asked, did you feel the biting or did it just, yeah, just pain? Yeah, by that stage it was biting and thrashing. It was like something thrashing because it did not like being disturbed. I'm yes. nauseous. <laughs> did not like it. So so, we, so I'm standing perfectly still trying not to disturb it again in case it had another attack. <laughs> and he said, hang on a minute, I don't think the water's going to work. Yeah. We're going to have to go for the hot oil. So that's what you do next. The hot oil gets it. Okay. So he went and got a vial of a syringe of hot oil and he syringed it in and then tipped the head and there it was and it was huge. Oh, <laughs> big. I'm really impressed, Laura. And I said, so, oh, my God, it was as big as your, my thumbnail, like which is quite, it was as long as that and it had got in and got stuck and he said it must have got stuck in there and was got all, getting all depressed. So then um, what was the, so, so it was all dep- and as soon as it was out, did it stop hurting or did you have the blood still dripping from your no, ear? No, it stopped hurting immediately because it's not really the pain, it's sending you insane. It's like it's fluttering and movement in your head. So I reckon if you were on a loan, you could survive. <laughs> but guess what the doctor told me? What? It happens all the time in Cairns, right? What? And he said that some, <laughs> well, uh, an, entrep- uh, an entrepreneur, this still is, and I did ask someone that was back from Cairns, a couple of weeks ago, someone at work, one of the girls went up and I'd asked her to look at the markets. Are they still in the markets? Cocky bait earrings. So oh. they, And they actually are real. They put in miniature cocky bait earrings near your ears and you wear them. To kill the cockroaches so they won't before go they near, get in your ears. So they won't go near oh. your ear. This is- so they won't go in because it's not nice. I can't imagine it's <laughs> nice, Mum. No. And then when I saw it that many years later, like, what, 30 years later, there's the guy on a loan still trying to get the cockroach out of his ear in Alaska. <laughs> There's been nothing done about this cockroach pa- problem. <laughs> pounding, his, pounding his ear by himself on the white snow drifts. It was terrible, <laughs> saying he thought he was going nuts. Imagine without it. 
without the oil. He was smart. Guess what he did? Because I thought, you don't have the oil. What are you going to do in alone? <laughs> what you, do don't, do? you don't have any. He went down to the river and it was freezing water. Oh. Yeah. And he 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 tipped, got it, filled up his water bottle and just tipped it in and then whacked on the other side and it came out. Wow. So that was clever. Laura, do you know that I actually watched that season of Alone? Yes. But I didn't know about that part because it was so gross that I skipped it. Laura couldn't skip her instruction. She couldn't skip it. Lem, she I, had to keep going. I, I lived through it, Lem. <laughs> I've lived to tell the tale. I've come out the other side. <laughs> well, now, there's another cockroach story I want you to tell. Oh, oh they're big up there. Okay, so Laura, mum, mum, our guest, Laura, mummy, mummy to yeah. me and mummy to Oscar and Liam. Yes. Laura to all of you yes. listening, mummy to all in the room <laughs> and to that cockroach. <laughs> you would obviously get hit on by parents, right? Well, I was quite attractive. Yes, yeah, um, so still but, am. Yeah. So mum but is gorgeous, Shook. But because you were gorgeous. Before I had children, Liam. How, and so how old are Oscar? You, how old were um, you during this time? 28. So my age? Yes. So hot. So by the kids' parents, you'd get people would sort of flirt with you occasionally because mum's a teacher. By the way, it isn't just random parents coming on the street. No, and it wasn't. It was usually single fathers that felt a bit depressed, so they sort of mm. chatted up the grade one teacher. You know, there wasn't much else to do. Wasn't much else to do. Nowhere to go. Nowhere Kids to see. Were you 90s. a strict teacher? Like, did you give strict vibes? Or oh, no, no. They love me still. Okay. I still see my kids. Still, that grade one, when I went back down the coast, believe it or not, I still see my beautiful little kids and all and that are now, now 35 to 40. <laughs> Mum goes, beautiful and, little kid. I got that person and was And they come and old. hug you behind. <laughs> they come and one time I was in the, it was really weird, I went back down the coast and I went to see a couple of people that I knew down at the coast that I'd taught with and I was in the breakery and the kids are still, I didn't know, they're still all there. And they, one came up behind me, this kid, and hugged me from behind around the waist. And I turned around thinking that was a bit strange. In the <laughs> and you saw stories. Turned around and looked up and it was a kid. I remembered the face and I could say the little girl's name. It was a beautiful girl that nestled in. See, they oh. think of you as their baby teacher. Oh, yeah. Because it was like prep grade one. They think of you as being the beautiful, lovely, loving, funny baby that fixes things up. That's yeah. what they think of you as. So um, she she was taller than me though. And I looked. I had to look up. And I knew exactly who she was. I says, you're exactly the same beautiful little thing as grade one, except your legs got longer. Oh, That's what oh, happened. Oh, See, she was beautiful. But they are just like that. You can remember all of them. Yeah. That's it's very good. really Mum's weird. Not strict. Mum goes through positive reinforcement, for example, with the litter. The reason why I, obviously we all hate littering, but I in particular hate littering more than all of you. Um, <laughs> no, but mum was very, because mum really cares about the environment, obviously, because mm. she's normal. <laughs> but tell them how, this might help some parents actually with um, how to get kids to pick up litter because it's actually genius. Well, I could never because I'm always quite, I sort of think about things. And you see kids, you know, being told to pick up other people's rubbish and all that and they don't like doing it, which is normal because it's not their rubbish and all that. Then you start all that sort of fight, yeah. which is in endless, you know, debating mm-hmm. about it and it's ridiculous. So um, <laughs> I, um, on at, at lunch times with the grade ones, they're so gorgeous, all the preppies I used to do it. There's a book I read. There's this book about turtles. You know, they eat the plastic. It's beautiful. It's written by Rockhampton Environmental um, Society, and it's where the turtles come and go on the beach. They wrote. Mm. Anyway, it's about this beautiful turtle that eats the plastic, and someone dropped the bag. 
the bag on the on the sand mm. and the turtle ate it and then coughed and felt really bad. Anyway, read it to the kids and say, well, that's what we don't do because it goes down the drains after the rain into Cabbage Tree Creek, you know, into the ocean mm. and into Moreton Bay. Mm. We don't want that happening. So I tell the kids on duty, <laughs> they all know, <laughs> I say, oh, this has really worked out. I say to them every day when I'm on duty, I go, and now we've got to clean up. We've got to save those turtles, even those plastic straw things. They're the worst ones on the poppers. You know those popper things? Mm. Or the yogurt lids? They're everywhere. Mm. And oh, a popper is a um, juice box for oh, anyone okay. from Queensland. Yes, you have the plastic <laughs> apple holder. They're everywhere. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and they, it's only Queensland word popper. Yeah, the poppers. <laughs> and the, and so I um, <laughs> I thought they were fireworks. So thank <laughs> you for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, that I say to them. You pick up everything you say, and it started off. One kid came up to me and said, "Look how many I got to save." And I said, "Oh my goodness, you've saved three turtles, one one um, whale shark, three oh, white so sharks, cute. and two um, stingray." Oh, and they go, so "Oh, at, really?" I said, "Yes, you've saved that many in that handful. Go and do it again." <laughs> <laughs> and so, in two seconds, a whole lot of them. You can imagine if there's a hundred of them in the year thing sitting in that area. Yeah, there's a hundred of them scouting. They pick up every smallest bit of plastic within two minutes. Wow. All of them. And they sh- the thing that gets so exhausted is my about, voice. This morning I walked past, there were flies everywhere from hideous property developers mm. and walked past them, picked them up, thought, save some turtles. Yeah. <laughs> How many did you save? Um, five. Yeah. Well, you know what? So, Tomorrow morning you what? can save another five as well. <laughs> you can do what it again. It's funny. And then I say, you're going to be an environmental scientist. And they go, oh, and I go, or you could work in marine biology and save all the ocean animals. And they go, oh, I'm going to go and get some more. And they come and show me. What gets exhausting is my voice goes, well, that's three. And I've got to make it up on the spot. <laughs> I've got I sort of go, well, you've now that you've outdone yourself on this lot. Right? <laughs> you've <laughs> to, now. To yes. She's like, wow. Yeah, you've um, now got two whale sharks, three white whales. You've done the you've done the belugas. You've got yeah. the you've got the turtles. You've done every. That is truly amazing. And they oh, they're so proud of themselves. But it doesn't even you don't even have to do bribery and corruption for that one. They do it for. <laughs> They do it for um, they do it for um, their own. It's, their it, it's, own. it's um, internal. Yeah. What is it? What's it called? Intrinsic motivation. Yes. One of the one of the little boys had this beautiful little boy in prep. He was gorgeous, and I'd read the story to them. We we're talking about it, and that weekend, his mum came and told me. That weekend, um, it poured and poured and poured, and I told them we cannot leave it there over the weekend because it runs down the gutters into the creek into the ocean and wacko, that's where all the turtles are. Wacko right? indeed. And we can't do plastic bags because, <laughs> you know, they're like the um, yeah. jellyfish. Don't do it, right? So this beautiful little boy that didn't even speak, they're like babies, like at four, right, that that uh, weekend it poured and he said to his mum, oh, I'm so glad we picked up all the rubbish because now the turtles, it's going to be okay. And then what <laughs> happened was his next door neighbour's wheelie bin on the Sunday night fell over oh. and the rubbish went, because they were on a hill and he could see it from the veranda, went down in the gutters mm. and it well, was raining. Well, the to this mum is you've caused a lot of anxiety if kids see no, you know, 500 guess, turtles no, dead. No, guess what he did? What? He ran down in the rain. Oh, no. He went and picked it all up and put it back into their garbage Aww. bin and got his mum helped him pick it up. Mum and dad picked it up because he told them, you know, that it, you can't let it go down the drains, right? And guess what the neighbours did? They were beautiful. They came over and they'd seen him too, but it was raining. Yeah. And they gave him $10 for picking up Aww. the rubbish and saying he was, and they said, you're going to be an environmentalist. 
Which and is that what, man today yes. is environmental minister first. <laughs> it was a beautiful kid. And the mother said, came in and told me and said, I'd just like to thank you. No one can believe it, that he really knew at four that he wasn't not letting that go near the creek. Well, I've broken up with someone because I littered once. Yeah, wow. I can Yeah, that's how that's deep fair. it runs. What, they, what was it, it like really out gross. the window sort of thing? Yeah, they threw something out the window when we were driving to the Gold Coast. I can't stand and I, I said, don't know why you people just killed, do that. I just said, you just killed a turtle. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 22, I remember, I remember who it was. I, went, I was like, well done, dude. You just killed a fucking turtle out, out of his Jeep. I went, mm. <laughs> dickhead. Yeah. Then we broke up, never saw him again after that Gold Coast trip. Went to the Gold Coast, got my free fish and chips from him. Yeah. And drove me back. Too traumatic otherwise. Too traumatic. I need the fish and chips. Nothing Ooh, more we, to we, say. We're at Yatla. <laughs> um, do we have time to tell, or should we stand? We always have time. And I Laura, think how, this I'll is a, a privilege. This I know. Is, I, yeah, can just I know. It's so wholesome Let's right go. now. Yeah. It's so, okay, so, I think we should tell the story. Now back to cockroaches. Yes. Envir- okay, this is just <laughs> animal themed. How so are back- you going to segue that? <laughs> so um, speaking of saving animals yes. and preserving animals, talk about the this cockroach, this cockroach yeah. man, cockroach man, and tell it how you tell it at dinner. Because I remember you did it on radio. You did, you, did a, you did a watered down version on radio. I think you we didn't have much time. Take your time, Loss. You can it swear. Was, it was you can year. swear. Oh, the mum doesn't really swear. Okay. Mum says frick. Yes. <laughs> oh, freaking hell, if yeah. it's really bad. Yeah. All right, I won't tag this as explicit. This episode. <laughs> okay. Um, I think I've sworn. It was, uh, what was the name of the film with Jodie Foster? It was the year Anagram. that Lord of the, what, no, the one Anagram. where he's eating. Oh, Lord of the Flies. No. No. What's the one, what's the one with where she's the detective and it's with uh, the, and, he, and the, the bloke. True um, um, I'm Hannibal Lecter. Yes, Hannibal Lecter. Oh. Silence oh. of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs came out that year, right? Okay, movie buff. Silence of the Lambs <laughs> have just started. Get, Here we are. You've got to feel the, feel the okay. ambiance of what Everyone's was going on. Everyone close your eyes unless you're driving. This is 19, <laughs> 1992. 1992. So it's 30 years ago. I was right? two. So it's before I had Jolly. Before I had Jolly. Right? My sister. So. Um, Oscar, how old are you? 37. You're 37, 1982. <laughs> oh, no, no, just now I thought you were talking about it. <laughs> How old I'm not are you in 92? How old were you in 92? How old, when were you born? Oh, um, 85. So Okay, so you were seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Oscar's seven, Lem's two, I am negative three. <laughs> and, and I'm 32. Okay. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to add myself. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm intrinsic to this story. So... <laughs> So, so it's unusual tales. It, it's unusual, unusual tales. Anyway, it's the year of Silence of the Lamb opening in theatres, oh. right? Now, that has a lot to do with what's going to happen to moi. <laughs> I, I was at school quietly minding my own business, <laughs> being a good little grade one teacher with a really good class. They were divine children, okay. right? Really funny, gorgeous, gorgeous kids with lovely parents had this beautiful little boy, his dad, worked for Queensland Museum and he used to go to the Atherton Tablelands and other areas of the deep, dark forests and things. FNQ. All of that, of FNQ. <laughs> it's the, it's the yeah, significance yes, on the. Yes, FNQ. Yeah. So wait, so Atherton Tablelands, explain to those listening who don't know what the Atherton Tablelands Atherton are. Atherton Tablelands is beautiful. It's up behind, it's Mareeba. So it's up behind, you go up. When you go up the up to Karanda, where we lived for a while because it was so rainforesty and beautiful, is where the Karanda Rail goes up to. Once you hit the top, that's the tablelands like 
Darling Downs and that type of thing where mm. it's higher up, it's cooler, it's beautiful, but it's all farmland. Okay. So behind Coranda, which is rainforest, when you get to the top, you keep on driving and it's all Atherton and Mareeba and it's all the tablelands. It's really beautiful. Okay, gorgeous. Real country. Okay. You know? Everyone's got a scene set. Yeah. Anyway, he came in one day and said to me, because we were talking about insects and things... <laughs> And um, <laughs> and he told me that he, as you do, that he actually collected and put them and posted them down to Queensland Museum mm-hmm. for, for all these big, big cockroaches and big things, insects and things that flew through my window at times, mm-hmm. things like that. Anyway, in those days, teachers, well, still do, but you paid for everything you wanted. We were always running out <laughs> of Chinese food containers with lids for painting. Yes, like the whole take school away, was. Take away, the like takeaway ones. The they plastic were just, ones. Which were, you know, because you, you get paint all the time. We were doing painting and stuff. Yeah. And he said to me, I've noticed that you've run out of. Um, food containers. Yes. You've run out of food I've containers. I'm looking and going, I've noticed you've run yeah. out of. Food yes. containers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lightly putting yes. his finger across yes. the windowsill. Yes. Or I've noticed the, something. It would be near the sink. Yeah, you've got Near no the paint can, washing out. Um, food containers. Yeah, no, no, food containers. And I said, oh, okay. yes. Or every grade did, right? Every teacher saying, oh, my God, we've got to get, because I used to give them out if anyone gave them to me, I'd put out a little note and say, anyone got Chinese food containers, you know, send them in. Yeah, nummy. So anyway, or anything else, right? So he'd, he would, he said, do you need some? I've got hundreds of them. Yep. With the lid. And I go, hundreds. with the lids? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm listening. All right. With and, the lids? And he said, yes. And I said, that's wonderful. Thinking he would say to me, I'll bring them in. Yes. He brought the kid in every day. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. What? No. I would, What's the problem I here? I would have to arrange a suitable time for me to do a collection mm. from the house. Okay, so he wanted to lure you in with food containers no, with just, lids. Well, he wanted to lure them in, yeah. He wanted the Yeah, yeah he said, Laura, the, food, well, the plastic food containers. Come collect them. And I said, Nothing comes for free, Dar, not an FNQ. And, <laughs> and I said to the girls, look, Silence of the Lamb had come out the weekend before and remember how he'd killed the people. He stuffed the locusts down their throat, right? Okay, yeah. So I said to all the teachers, right, if I don't show up when he said to me 8 a.m. Friday morning at his house with the address, I said, right, now I know he collects giant locusts, giant everything for Queensland. I said, if I don't turn up, give me half an hour, right, because it was the next beach along from where I was, if I don't come back in half an hour from that pickup and I don't make it to school, you know I'm in the creek with a locust <laughs> down the throat, right? And I said, do you still really want me to go? I'm saying to all the teachers, like, <laughs> do you, I'm doing this it? for you, right? Is I am possibly sacrificing my life for you <laughs> the food for, for your painting and, and you know, for food. Can, and guess what <laughs> they all the said? They all stood there, I remember, and they in after the school room. laughing. And they all put up their hands. They voted that I should be sacrificed. <laughs> so, food containers. This so, is how dire funding is for Queensland yes. teachers. So I said, thanks a lot. You were my friends. And uh, please come to my funeral. Please be respectful. <laughs> and give me only, it's got to promise half an hour. They put their hands on their hearts and said 30 minutes after we'll go search. Right? <laughs> and see if I'm in the creek. Right? <laughs> So 
because they'd all watched Silence of the Lamb too. They knew I was heading my way. So I went there and you will not believe what was in that house. Honestly, I didn't believe it. The whole of the house, he'd converted the whole garage and two of the bedrooms, half the house, were those metal shelving units that they have in. Mm -hmm. And on every shelving unit, all labelled, were different huge, huge insects that were in with dirt on them. Like Silence of the Lamb. (laughs) (laughs) That's scary. That's how they got it. I think they found the area from the locust dirt. And were they alive? I was sort of glad there was dirt because they'd be able to know it was from Atherton. Yeah, Atherton Link. Did you pull out some of your hair follicles and throw on the ground? No, so but I knew the no. way you were. Abby, I wasn't <laughs> thinking that fast. I was I was shocked. Okay, okay sorry, sorry. Yes, I was right. in shock and just trying to think, what's the time? How many times before they come looking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so are they alive? Yes, they're all burrowing and they all get they all get transported like down. Water. Yeah, in the dirt. So he mm. keeps them in the dirt and they're in the Anyway, he had one pile, one pile for me and said, and it was pretty mingy. It was small one. Pretty what little pile of mingy pile. Mingy pile. <laughs> <laughs> and I come all the way. And I really geed myself up to be brave. And he said he had thousands of them. Guess what he said? Next time. <gasps> Next visit. And I said, oh, I've really got to go. I've, I've got to get ready for groups. Right? I've really got to set my groups out. Right? Thank you. And I put my hand down. How and many? I, I thought I'd have a few, you know, in the in the bags. I thought I'd have a few hundred right in. No, he said, oh, you can take, like, these these couple of bags, but I'll get more ready for you for next time. <gasps> and you, you can, and but anyway, I um I grabbed the bags. I said, oh, thank you so much. I can't thank you. Look, the whole school says thank you. <laughs> 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 and then I jumped in the car and drove off, right? I jumped in. It was all flat. It was all flat around there. It's all flat. It's all flat. Easy to get out. Easy to accelerate. <laughs> no, he'll start. <laughs> so, 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 I, so I burned off to school and guess what? They were all waiting at the gate. <laughs> God, it was funny in those days. You actually had a laugh, right? They're all waiting there, killing themselves, do, but be just with their hands out saying, thank you for my grades and taking the bags. I I ended up, we used the lot straight away that day because mm. we had to hand them out. Everyone got them. But oh, they'd been distributed through the grades, right, so people had some to live on for a while. But when he asked me to go back, I didn't. No. I didn't. I just said, look, if you've got time to drop them in, that would be wonderful. I did try to fob it off on another teacher that was that was younger than me. You know how susceptible some of them are. You know? <laughs> And shit, then, then it's for the good of the school. It's for the good of the school. So we, actually, it could be your year level job. Yeah. To go to the house. Year four. Yes, and get yeah. the insect trays. Yes. But she didn't. So then she cottoned on. I said, no, oh. darling, I couldn't do it to other poor little people. <laughs> um, so, so that was the end of that story. But then. Imagine if you died, they would have done a monument with the, with the um, food container <laughs> to Laura for sacrificing her life for food containers. Then he brought. Then he bought. That was only the beginning of it because okay. then he bought. Because we were doing, you know, interesting things and living things and all that sort of stuff in science and everything. So then suddenly he pops up one day, because I used to see him every day, and he'd pop in and he bought the few of the food containers in with the biggest known cockroaches in the world in the classroom. They are literally, I think they can get up to, I can't. We Googled them when you told this story at breakfast. 20 centimetres? They're oh really big. Oh my god! Are, are they called the Atherton table and cockroaches? Yes, they're, they're the I'm biggest. I'm not going to look this up. 
With they, all due respect. And they're sort of like like to bend and stuff. They on their neck, they actually have like bendy they can bend they're it. Really you can awesome. see they're really big. And we had them in the room for a while. Gosh, I was really I'm, They're called a subtropical broadleaf. Wait, I'm officially in love with cockroaches, someone posted. What? Ooh. Calm down. Was it um, the where dog? are they? <laughs> 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 was it the man, was it the father? Okay, um, yeah, father. I think they I think they this one's. I'm just sending them in the group chat so you guys can do a live reaction. Of how big they are! <laughs> you know, I can talk this about anything, right? but this. Yeah. <laughs> they're big, and and then he and he left oh, them for us. He, oh, they're really big, whoa. really big ones. Um, but you'd wonder what would eat that. Would a bird eat those? They're so big. A bird couldn't even. They're massive. That and that fits on two palms. Yeah, two this is palms. how. I wow. think they're a they live underground. Hands, they're massive. I think it's a child hands. But yeah, let's, let's continue the duration. They yeah. are very massive. Yes. They're not. So that was your second so, cockroach story. But that was and uh, yes, that was my second um, yes exciting time with cockroaches for quite a while that they were in there, but. Yeah, so Silence of the Lamb, the movie still reminds me of it, that, you know, Clarice, Clarice. (laughs) A listener production.